Welcome to the Money Behave Podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Dell, and I'm excited to be with you guys here today. On this episode, episode number three, we're going to be talking about retirement. I'm going to talk to you about the ins and outs, the why, and I'm also going to break it down by age group. The first age group will be the under 30 crowd. The second age group will be the 30 to 50 crowd. And then the final age group will be the 51 crowd. I'll actually break that down by the 51 age group first, since uh, I know a lot of them think they're running out of time and they're in such a hurry. So I'll start with the age 51 group. As always, I keep detailed show notes uh, on moneybehave.com slash podcast. You can always view and download and uh, listen to the episodes anytime online there. But before I break it down, let's talk about all the age groups and what are some of the things that might be on your mind. One of the big ones that I hear a lot is fears. Seth Godin defines fear as anxiety as experiencing failure before it occurs. There's the old saying, nothing to fear but fear itself. You know, I cannot force anyone to listen, download, or even subscribe to my podcast. They will only do that if they are getting value from it. I certainly believe that I have value and that I can help people with their money and behaviors, which is why I'm doing this show. So what are some of the fears that people have? It's too late for me to start investing. Uh, They have fear of burdening their family when they get older and can't afford to live out on their own. There is also a fear of running out of money. Let's first talk about the fear of it being too late to start building a retirement fund. I had a 23-year-old tell me that she was scared that it was already too late for her to start building her retirement fund. I asked her, well, when are you going to start? She said, I don't know. I said, have you got $100 in the bank you could spend right now? She said, yes. I told her as soon as she got off work, she needed to go home, get on her computer, do not get on Facebook, and open an account with Fidelity or another retirement account. Use that $100 and start it today. There's no point in waiting. Another fear that I commonly hear is the fear of being a burden on your family. How do you overcome this fear? For one, if you don't have a sizable nest egg right now, you need to put the proper term insurance, life insurance, long-term care insurance in place so that way you aren't a burden on anybody. You also need to get your wills in place so everybody knows what they're getting, what to do with your stuff. It's not right to leave that burden on your children or family members. Another fear that people commonly have is a fear of running out of money. No matter how old you are, you need to make sure you have enough money in your nest egg that you can live comfortably, if not super comfortably. How do you do this? Chris Hogan always says you need to start with the dream and dream in HD. He has a fabulous tool that you can use on his website at chrishogan360.com where you can plug in all your information and it'll spit out what you need to start investing today to get your goal. Once again, that's chrishogan360.com. What are some of the things that you would like to do when you retire? A lot of people's financial needs change as they get to retirement age because they decide to do different things. They like to travel a lot, which is something that I plan on doing when I retire. There's several great countries and cities that I'd love to see. Some people want to start a business, they volunteer, they start a hobby, uh, they go camping, teaching, writing books. So know what you want to do and, and plan for it. As I've mentioned before, I live in Colorado Springs, and which is a military town, so one of the things I really want to do is talk about the military. I really appreciate the service, and I love the town that I live in. Everybody that I've met is so friendly to the military, and we appreciate your service. As you probably know, the military have the TSP, but there are several funds in there. Which ones to invest in? 
my preference would be the ones that have done well the last several decades. And I'm going to give you an easy way to remember that. It's called the CSI. Some of you may have heard the show. I personally have not seen any episode all the way through, but CSI is an easy way to remember which three funds are the best to invest in for the last several decades. Most people put a majority of their money in the S as it's done slightly better than the C and definitely better than the I. The I did a very well last year, something over 25%, I think it was. The two funds you would definitely want to stay away from are the F and G. Easy way to remember that, farmer's girls. You just got to stay away from those farmer's girls and daughters. The F fund averaged about 4% the last decade, whereas the G didn't even do that, like 2%, slightly better than a CD rate. So unless you absolutely think the economy is going to collapse, I would stay away from those funds. Also this year, the blended retirement program is up and running as of January 1st, so if you join the military after 2006, that might be something you want to take a look at. And thank you again for your service. Okay, let's break it down by age group. We'll start with the 50-plus-year-old. You're not out of time. You can still start making your retirement funds add up. Perhaps you're even already in the retirement age, and you're already fearing putting a burden on your children or family members. Let's find you something that you can still do. Your brain still works. You're listening to this podcast. You know, Colonel Sanders was in his 60s when he started Kentucky Fried Chicken. A few years ago, I was standing in line at a book signing event, and I was talking to this sweet old lady about how she was going back to work building these uh, quilted uh, pillowcases and pillows that she was designing, customized to however they wanted. She had uh, beautiful ones with uh, several sports teams on it. Uh, she did custom printed logos, and absolutely in the most wonderful spirit. If you're over 50, you probably lived through some wars. And I'm not talking about just the ones with your wife or husband. But I bet you have some stories that you could tell people. Get a way to put it online. People love to hear that stuff. You don't have to be computer savvy. I bet you have a grandson or granddaughter or some young thing that you can talk to about getting your stuff online. Starting up a blog. You ain't dead until you're dead. Yes, I use the word ain't. I'm originally born and raised from Texas. My wife always says, where's your Texas accent? I don't hear it except when we go down to Texas to visit my family. I guess I've lived in Colorado long enough. It went away. Next, let's talk about the 30 to 50 age group. Hey, that's me. I just turned 36 myself last month, so I'm excited. When I first started looking into retirement, I thought I was way behind. But it turns out after I plugged in the numbers on Chris Hogan's website, I was actually doing really well. One of the things I'd like to recommend for this age group is make sure your career is locked down. Are you happy where you are? It's, it's, it's never too late for a reboot. That's what I'm doing here with this podcast. Most people make the most money in their lives in their 40s and 50s. So if you're behind, there's definitely some ways you can get some extra money and fund those. If your company doesn't have a 401k option, you can always open an account outside on your own for very little. It is not too late for you. But if you keep saying no, 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 when's it going to be yes? Get off your butt right now and do it. Remember, a viable option for you is also delaying retirement a few extra years. It's okay to keep working past what everybody else says is retirement age. I plan on doing it with this show. Perhaps you need to look at where your money's going to and find out if there's ways that you can cut funds and so you can add those extra dollars to your retirement. What bills do you have right now that you're paying? What can you get rid of? 
car payments, student loans, and uh, schooling is some of the top funds that people can really easily get out of their spending plan. I want you to win. I know you can win. I'm living proof that you can turn it all around. All right, now the under 30 age group. I'm talking to more and more under 30-year-olds that have five, ten, and even $20,000 already in their 401k. That's awesome. If you're under 30 and you already have five, ten, twenty thousand $20,000 in your 401k, give yourself a big pat on the back. Way to go. The beautiful thing about being in this age group is you can really learn from the older generation's mistakes and not make them. If you haven't started putting money in your 401k, it's okay. You can start today. If your company doesn't match, I'll open a 401k with the company like Fidelity or another one of your choice like Vanguard. Another great investment that you might be thinking about is investing into a house. A home can be a great blessing and a great uh, investment long term if you buy it early in your life. Just make sure you put a good down payment and uh, have an emergency fund on hand so you can deal with any issues that arrive. It takes a lot to furnish a brand new home or a new home and I'm okay if you pause your retirement for a couple years to build up that down payment or build up that emergency phone fund. Just make sure you don't stop your retirement for a long time. Write it down somewhere where you can see it. Say 2020, you're going to start back investing. What's the future look like for your money? One of the guys that I follow, Robert Kiyosaki, great great book called uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I've noticed he's been talking a lot in his social media that he thinks we're at a T-junction where we're going to go one way or we're going to go another. Certainly the federal debt is piling up, piling up. Eventually it's going to get to a cap where we're not going to be able to pay our, our, our funds. We're also dealing with a lot of import tariffs changes coming, which could see possible changes on price our imported goods. The best thing to remember is not to watch too much news, especially bad news. I do not change my investments based on what's going on in the media. But if you believe the economy is going to collapse, one of the nice things about right now is bullets are pretty cheap, guns are pretty cheap. There's a lot more people that are excited about the economy that's growing and booming. Every day I'll hear of a new business starting up. Someone out of his garage starting something. On his computer starting something. I personally think we're going to see a little bit more up short of anything major happening, terrorist threat or otherwise. Economy downfall. But if you don't jump in and out of the market, you'll be okay. Remember the most important thing is what's going on inside your house, not what's going on inside the White House. You got to take care of your own household first. Speaking of houses, everybody seems to be buying a house. We're at one of the greatest shortages in the housing market that we've ever seen in a long time. Maybe you're at a point where you're buying a house. Maybe you're at a point where you're selling a house. Just make sure you do it with a good down payment. If the economy turns around and takes a dump, the last thing you want to have to do is sell when you didn't put a big down payment down on the house. Another thing that people are doing is taking out HELOCs, borrowing against their home. Again, if the market turns around, that's not going to be a good thing for you guys. Please don't borrow against your house to do remodels. Get out there and earn some income. Pay cash for everything. Plan, plan as if the economy is going to thrive. But also, also be prepared in case it does take a dump. May's spending plan items are also available on uh, moneybehave.com. Right there on the front page, I update every month, usually around the 25th, give or take a day, of what to you know, make sure you plan for next month. I'll skip some of the items that have already passed us, like Star Wars Day and Cinco de Mayo. Hope you guys all had fun. Some upcoming things that you might want to prepare for, like graduation, lawn care, guardian supplies, uh, the all-important Mother's Day. I'm sure you all have one. 
go out of your way. Get her a card. Get her flowers. Get her, you know, nice present. Love on your mother for Mother's Day. May 13th, it's right around the corner. It's also a good time to start thinking about summer vacations, weddings you're going to go to, people getting married in your life. Open that box of summer clothes. You're probably going to want to buy some more nice new things that you can wear. How are you doing on New Year's resolutions? Did you pass? Did you fail? Have you already stopped doing what you planned on doing? Think about it. I know the gyms are a lot less quieter now than they were in January and February at mine, which is one of the reasons why I don't set my New Year's resolution goals in January. I think it's one of the worst times to set goals. Right after January, you got Valentine's Day with all that chocolate in front of you. If your New Year's resolution is to lose weight, which a lot of people is, and if you somehow made it through Valentine's Day, you got Easter right there with all that Easter candy in front of you. Now, I personally like to set my New Year's resolutions in June because summer's here. It's a perfect time you want to get your body in shape for the summer. Go dip in the swimming pools or summer vacations. You want to look good. Now is the perfect time to start setting New Year's resolutions in my mind. One thing I'd like to start doing is ending the show with the fortune cookie of the day. I got this idea from getting the fortune cookie the other day. And inside it, it said, Gratitude is not only the greatest of virtues, but the parent of all others. At the beginning of the year, I decided gratitude was going to be my word of the year, 2018. I certainly have so much to be thankful this year. I've got a wonderful wife who's burying my child. Uh, we're having a lovely boy in August, due. And we are so excited. Speaking of wife, I'd love to get you guys' opinion. About two months ago, I was inside the Ark. We were shopping around for uh, baby clothes. And I was walking around down the aisle, and I see this shirt hanging from a cart. It says, I love my wife. I picked it up and showed it to my wife, and she smiled. And I ended up realizing that this was someone's shopping cart. I thought it was just a shopping cart of returns to be put back. This lady comes over to me and goes, "Uh, I'm waiting for to hear back from my husband if he'll wear it. And I told her, that's awesome. That's an awesome shirt. I would wear it. My wife and I proceeded to shop around for a little bit, and she ended up coming to me about five minutes later and said, Hey, my husband said he won't wear it. Do you, do you want it? I looked over at my wife. I said, Sure, I'd love it. I wear it about once a week, once every other week, and it's interesting. Some of the comments and stuff I've gotten while I'm out and about, some have been good, some have been bad, but I want to hear your opinion. What Would you wear a shirt that says, I love my wife, or I love my husband? Or I love my boyfriend, I love my girlfriend. Let me know what you think. I'll uh I'll post a picture online of it on uh moneybehave.com slash podcast under this episode. This is episode number three. Tell me what you think. Send me send me send me an email, feedback at moneybehave.com or you can also get to me on any of the uh social medias at Facebook moneybehave, uh Twitter at moneybehave, and I'm also at uh, moneybehave at gmail.com. I'm going to wrap this episode up a little early, but send in your questions, money questions, retirement questions, fears. Remember, you have a lot to be thankful for, so go out there and tell people that you're grateful for them in your life. Have a great day. We'll see you in the next podcast.